I was just watching your video on um, Pick a Side. On the app. I seen you ping a room. Yeah, I was just watching. I seen you ping a room, so I said, let me get on the live. I'll watch that one later. <laughs> All right, here we go. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, all fear no evil, knowing that I've been put here for a purpose. Some good, some bad. Whatever struggles, whatever turmoils, I will have to fight through. Prosperity, salutations. You're now rocking with the brand. We're in the Mastermind Alliance. 
I am Yurima Kurama. <clears throat> if this is your first time rocking with me, make sure you go to the webpage www.yurimakurama.com uh, to download my app. Make sure you want to get that app also. Uh, if you are on our Unity Walk webpage, it's www.theunitywalk.com. Shout out to my Unity Walk team, my assistant administrator, TW. Uh, her and the team went out today for the food drive in New York. I am so thankful for my team. I'm so thankful for all of the Unity Walk members who make it happen. Uh, they just don't know how thankful I am, but they need to know uh, that I'm very thankful for their presence and the work that they do. And there's more work for us to do. So I'm going to get right to it because um, <clears throat> I think... And it was crazy that I talked about this the other day. I did a live stream where I talked about, uh, and actually the live stream was for black women. I was talking about um, how you have to protect your womb because they're literally coming after the womb of the black woman. And and and, and you know, and and I talked about King Nan and his song called "God Killers" and how they are literally trying to kill God before God is even birthed. Um, and and then I I went back and I talked about. I talked about what they did to our ancestors in Akebula and how they castrated the men. And this was a normal practice, particularly in the Arab slave trade. The Arab slave trade um, was very brutal, particularly, I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, it's bru it was brutal for black women. So I don't want to make, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to argue and debate over whose brutality was the worst because it was equal punishment on all of our ancestors. But particularly with the Arab slave trade, they had a a consistent thing. They had a thing where they castrating black men like that was the norm. Like that was a, that was the norm in the Arab slave trade. And the reason it was the norm is because the savages that the Arabs are uh, and the savagery that they that they uh, uh, that, that that they uh, implicate or or induced on our people. Uh, one of the things was, is that they wanted to be the only ones to sleep with the black woman. And the reason that they wanted to be the only ones is because they actually believed that they could bleed out and, and make no mistake about it. You can be, you can be whitewashed and blacked out. Look at Diana Ross's family. So don't get that fucked up. You can be whitewashed and blacked out. People thinking, oh man, it, 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 black can have anything and, and we could no. You can be whitewashed and blacked out. And so that was the thing with the Arabs and what the Arabs did, because of obviously they didn't have surgical tools back then. They would just uh, take a hot, a hot knife. Yeah, it's going to be graphic if you got kids on. I will watch my language, though, as much as I can. But I just think that we need to get the full impact of this war that we're in, because I think that sometimes, you know, people don't really get the full impact. So what the Arabs would do is they would take a hot knife, burn it and then chop the cut the penis off and their whole thing was to was to make eunuchs because they wanted to sleep with the women so they only wanted the black man to guard the black woman and they knew that if they left the black man to guard the black woman that there was a potential that the black man and black woman could sleep together so they didn't want that to occur so they would castrate the black man and then they would get butter they would get butter and put butter immediately, hot butter over the wound, over the wound, the the castration. And what was interesting about that is that they were they actually, they actually were successful. They actually were successful in keeping. I think, I think the numbers were they lost anywhere from sixty-seven to eighty-seven percent of 
the black men that they castrated. Yeah, they ended up dead. That six, I think it was 67 to 87%. So in the other cases, those cases, the butter didn't work. The castration didn't work. Those brothers died. And and did the Arabs really care? No, because slave, they, they, there was a plentiful supply. There was a plentiful, plentiful supply of black bodies. So the Arabs didn't really care uh, because savages don't care. They don't. They, they when you're on when you're in a level of savagery, you don't care. And so what's interesting about what's interesting right now is that um, and just got this and, and this is this is how deep it's getting. Um, and so, uh, D, I, I'm glad, and, and Simon uh, Conscious, I'm glad that you're up here. But this is how deep this shit is getting. Um, so right now, uh, Chinese authorities seize over 7,200 human penises on a cargo ship from Nigeria. I repeat, Chinese authorities seize over 7,200 human penises on a cargo ship from Nigeria. Chinese customs officers have made the world's biggest seizure of human organs in history this morning. A total of 7,221 penises of African origin hidden in a refrigerator freight container. Acting on information from an anonymous informer, Chinese officers found the organs in 36 boxes labeled as plantains. Increasingly large number of armed groups in Africa use organ trafficking to finance themselves, making such seizures predictable. These organs are common commodities now, but they were certainly harvested in unsanitary conditions or contaminated at some point so we can't let them out on the Chinese market. Now, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a real story. That's a real story. And what else is real? What else is a fucking real story right now? See, people want to play too many goddamn games, man. And 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 I've said it before. I've said it before that slavery anywhere on the planet where our aboriginal indigenous melanated people are being enslaved whether we consider ourselves brothers or not. That's our problem. It's not theirs. Slavery anywhere on this planet is detrimental to us all. That's a fact. So you got that. You got those 7,200 and some penises that just showed up on a cargo ship. You got right now in Ghana. You got right now in Ghana and other places in Akebulon fucking black people. The black men and women over there are literally being eaten. I've gotten the reports by Chinese. Some of the store owners over in Ghana, when they're closing their stores at night, they are getting killed and they are being eaten by the Chinese because the Chinese believe that we are fucking magic. They're right about us being magic, but that doesn't take away the fact that they are eating people. These people are fucking savages, man. They're savages. And when I say this about them, I don't have any remorse, any regrets, nothing. I talk to the ancestors all the time. So I know I'm on top of my shit. I have no remorse in what I say about these devils. None whatsoever. It never will. They're savages. And that isn't even a good enough word for them. So literally they're over there eating people, 
eating the people saying that they are magic and that they believe that the melanin will do something for them. We don't know who the fuck we are. How many times have I said that on this stream? We don't know who we are. Everybody else knows who we are. We don't know who we are. We can actually move some shit. But we don't know who we are, so we can't move anything. And we're too stupid to get united. The ants are still smaller, smarter than us. I said this on a stream about a month ago that the ants are smarter than us. Yeah, that shit hasn't changed. The ants are still smarter than us. The, and, and so here's the other thing. Then you got, then you got this, uh, which is quite interesting. Let's take a listen, because this is, uh, this is uh, taking place right now. Imagine, imagine being stuck somewhere. <laughs> I mean, real shit. Imagine being stuck somewhere and you're trying to get home and they tell you uh, you can't leave. And, and let, let's imagine that there's a volcano or, or you're in a war-torn area and they tell you, yeah, you can't leave unless you take this back. You, you can't even get on the boat. You can't get on the, the plane. You're going to have to take the vac in order to get the fuck up out of here. Yeah, shit's going down. What's up, y'all? We going, we talking about St. Vincent. They just had a volcano. It's wild out there. The people had to get evacuated. Praying for St. Vincent. You know what I'm saying? We praying for St. Vincent. But here's the disturbing part about this whole situation. So St. Vincent just had a uh, a volcano explode like two days ago. I'm, I'm just now finding out about it. I'm looking up the, the information and I'm watching the video. They had a volcano explode, right? Cool, natural disaster. But the messed up part about it is all the other nearby islands are making it so that people have to be vaccinated before they can become rescued. Before they can get on the ships and go to the other islands, they have to be vaccinated. That shit is fucked up. How are you? These people are homeless. These people are in need of help. And you're saying that they have to be vaccinated, that they damn near have to risk their lives to be vaccinated in order to be saved. Matter of fact, watch this. I got the video. Watch this. Hold on. This this is outrageous. Like, what is going on here? Here's the video with the with the with the priest, I guess. Watch out for the shock, it's coming. It's the volcano that's exploded that exploded. Holy It's the uh, Prime Minister. The Chief Medical Officer would be identifying the persons who are already vaccinated so that we can get them on the on the, the ship. You see this? Listen. Um yeah, some shit just happened. I don't know, but uh you you get the gist of it. So basically they can't even basically they can't get off the goddamn island. Well, Um, I guess they can't get off the island unless they get vaccinated. I really wanted to say something else. Um, they could get off the island with no vaccination. They they really could. I mean, I, I mean, at the end of the day, um, depending on depending on because what we're talking about now is a numbers game depending on um because because in wartime 
in wartime, you really do have to get just as gritty as your fucking, as the savage that you're up against. Because you have to let the savage know that, you know, and, and unfortunately, a lot of people haven't been trained. They've been trained in fear. They've been trained in Hegelian dialect. They've been trained in problem, reaction, solution, repeat. Problem, reaction, solution, repeat. So they create a problem. The people are constantly becoming emotional reactionaries to the problem. And then they always depend on their government or the police or some other entity for the solution to that problem. And so one of the things that the government has mastered is fear. They could actually get off the island. Or they could say, none of us get off the island. We'll just all die on this bitch together. I mean, they could get off the island or they could say that all of us just die on the island. Um, because, I mean, in my mind, there's going to be, if, if you're telling me I have to do something that I'm not going to do and my life is at stake, well, that is going to become a hostage situation at that point. Either I leave or none of us leave. I mean, it, and that's how literally it's an us against them type of atmosphere at this point. That's no bullshit. And we have to really be thinking in terms of war at this point, because Hey, you could be on vacation. You could be going to visit family members right now. Some of you are going to take that swab in the nose. Some of you are going to take that. You're going to take that swab up your nose to, you're going to take that chance to go visit your family. See, I'm not going to do that, but some of you are. I get it. You think that those nanobites won't touch you. Some of you don't even know about the nanobites. Some of you know, and you're like, fuck it. I'm taking the nanobites. I'm just not going to take the shot. Some people are making compromises with their families and their lives. So, so some people are going to go, you know, some people got family in South America that they want to go visit. Things are back open again. Let me fly. You got to take this swab though. Yeah. It, 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 you might, there might come a point where you're going to have to take the swab in your ass. Yeah, that, that, that's next. The Chinese already started that. Take Yeah, you're going to have to stick that up your rectum and take the swab there. You might take the swab there. Some of you will have no problem taking the swab in your ass. Some of you will make compromises with yourself and say, well, shit, if the swab is in my ass, then the nanobites aren't traveling to my brain because now they're down there in my ass. Maybe I can shit the nanobites back out quick enough before they actually make treks up through my body. I mean, you'll be making all kinds of compromises because you just want to get back to normal. You're really not willing to sacrifice. <clears throat> so, but, but just imagine you make that trek. You make that trek home. You're visiting family. Haven't seen because family is everything, right? You make that trek and then something happens and they tell you in order to leave, you're going to have to take this back or you're stuck here. Belva, Teresa, thank you. Yes, you're going to have to take this back or you're stuck here. You're going to have to make some hard decisions. And this is where the people are going to really have to start working together. Facts. They're going to have to make some quick witted decisions. Yes, yeah, exactly. Not me either. Yeah, I'm staying my black ass right here. And if anything happens right here, if anything happens right here, ah, the U.S. is under attack. We got to get you to safety. We got to take you over into Central America. But in order to go, you're going to have to take the back. Yeah, I suggest everybody y'all go because this is my country anyway. Yeah, my ancestors. Yeah, a Kebulon in here. We own it all. So I'm going to stay here. 
I'm going to stay right here. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. We're, because we're not taking no back. Yeah. That's it. That's all. So, yeah, mosey on. Go on over there to South Central America. Get the fuck off my land, as a matter of fact. Wait a minute. I thought all of y'all was gone. I thought everybody was gone. You crackers, y'all need to go. Get your asses on over there to South America since we're under attack. I'll take my chances here. So there's going to have to be some tough decisions made. But human trafficking is alive and well. Human trafficking is alive and well. And don't get this shit fucked up. The Chinese, are, the, the Chinese, the Asians are trafficking. They're, they're, they're a big part of human trafficking. Don't get that twisted. See, they'll they'll put that little psyops out there that they made the biggest bust. If you if you're not paying attention, they're they're trying to they're trying to show you that they're stepping into the world power seat. They're trying to show you biggest bust. Who used to do that shit all the time? The U.S. We had the biggest bust ever. A thousand kilos of cocaine. They didn't tell you that 500,000 kilos actually made it into the country. So that little 1,000 kilos that they got doesn't amount to the 500,000. So while they busted that 1,000, the other 500,000 was being flown into Arkansas airport where Bill Clinton was standing his white ass there as they unloaded it off that goddamn plane and started distributing it out throughout the U.S. Yeah, so... so um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, so don't, don't fall for the psyops. The Chinese are one of the biggest goddamn human traffickers. One of the biggest. They're into the adrenochrome and all of that, so don't get that twisted. The Chinese and the, and the Europeans, closely connected. Closely connected. If you look at the Chinese, go look at some pictures of the Chinese from the 1850s. Look at pictures of the Chinese from the 1900s. Start at 1900 and work your way up till today. They're lightening up. You can be whitewashed and blacked out. Just don't take my word for it. Just go look it up. D, what you got? 7,200 penises fucking just found. They're castrating black men in 2021. I told y'all. And if they're doing that in a Kebulon, you can imagine what they're doing here. I'm sorry, D, go ahead. That just blew my fucking mind, man. Honestly. I mean, you know, <clears throat> I don't put anything past them, but after hearing about, you know, all the wounds and things like that, that they, you know, they get these uh, unnecessary hysterectomies and all this type of stuff with, the, with, with our women's bodies and you know, in my, in my opinion, they're probably implanting them joints into some of these uh, fat-ass white boys who want to have babies. Yeah. But just, you know, the, the way that they're doing it on both sides of the, of the spectrum is just wild as hell. So what, what are they doing with a whole box of dicks, though? Are they eating them? <laughs> like, what are they doing with 8,000 penises? What are they doing with them? Is that what they're feeding feeding the, us in, our, uh, in these carryouts in every hood across America? Yeah, well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing too is that is that let's not let's not so this is the load that they say they found. How many other loads actually made it through? This is just what they found. 
This shit pisses me off, man. So, because we are so divided as a people, man. Nah, exactly, bro. Exactly. I mean, it, is, it kills me that all of these, all these extreme cases and all this, all this stuff can be found, you know, scattered all across the world. All these different stories that you hear, you know. But yet, we're always so isolated where we are that we don't make the connections. Yeah. And motherfuckers really feel like because it's not happening outside my front door that it, that it's not real, that it's not anything I should be concerned about. But that shit concerns the fuck out of. It's coming to this country, family. It's coming. It's already here. It's already here. It's already it just, here. Right. It just ain't a. It it just ain't loud. It ain't that loud that you smoke that everybody in the room can smell and they can smell in the apartment next door. It ain't got loud yet, but it's it's about to get to. It's about to get loud. It's here. It just ain't got loud yet. By the time it's loud, it's gonna be way too late for most niggas. Yeah. 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 Then you, you know, got. The- I mean, this is the shit that they, they'll never talk about. You know, I mean, look at look at the fact that uh, I think I brought it up a few conversations ago, but you know, the, with, with some of the things that these Asians feed us, um, and these carryouts and shit. But uh, I, I saw a video of an Asian woman behind her restaurant, sitting on a park bench, eating pigeons. And when the pigeons came to eat the feed. She stabbed them with a needle. You know, got like four or five of them, and put them in a little bag and carried them right into the back of her restaurant. Yeah. Straight off the street. Yeah. Big wild shit. They some real life. They, they dirty as hell. They're dirty as hell. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't put anything past them, brother. But that. that that definitely just blew my mind. When you said this morning, was that an article that, that came from today, that literally today, this morning? Uh, yeah, it was posted today. Yeah. And the thing with, uh, the thing with, uh, with, uh, with them eating some of our African cousins, that they've been doing that. They, that that's not new. They've been eating them. It's just that uh, uh, the reports, yeah, the reports are just actually starting to make it to verify that, yeah, this is the shit that's going on. So, um, you know, that, um, and uh, I think Kay over here, um, let me see, we got the sister over here um, who is... Yeah, Cash K. Um, I, you know what? I just uh, a team member actually just told me about this this case in Plano today. Um, I I didn't know about it. Um, I was just told about this today with the hair salon or the nail shop where they're trying to uh, look like they were trying to take pictures of this fourteen year old girl potentially for some organ or some human trafficking. Um, but again, again, um, to me, to me, this is like, and it kind of goes back to our conversation we had last night, the about information. Uh, to me, this kind of goes, this kind of goes back to the, like, I kind of look at this the same way as I do the back. And I don't want to be, I don't want to, people to think that I'm unsympathetic. However, 
There is a level of ignorance amongst our people that is fucking sickening, man. It's actually embarrassing. It, it really is. It's embarrassing. I'm not taking the vac. I'm not taking the vac. That, that it, it, it's it's that's a no-brainer. I have said clearly, if you take the vac and die, we're gonna walk over your dead corpse and keep it moving. Like like because because if you're gonna shoot some shit into your body that you don't even know the ingredients therein and you don't even check, I mean you kind of deserve what comes with that. You kind of deserve what comes with that. So it and it to me it's synonymous. It's the same fucking thing. If black women, and especially sending their daughters up into these Asian shops, I'm sorry, but you're putting that child at risk. If you're going up in that Asian shop, you, you kind of deserve what comes with that, man. You kind of deserve what comes with that at this point. You really do. I, I mean, and I, I hate to be callous like that. I mean, I know your hair and nails are, are important. I know you're getting your feet. That, that shit is important. I, I I I get it. I get wanting to look good so you can get a fucking OnlyFans page and you want to have your hair and nails and shit done so you can get paid. Um, I Yeah, I, I understand it. But here's the reality. The reality is that they don't like you. The reality is that they go in their language and they call you stupid. They call you nigger. They call you every word in the book. But they're willing to take your money. That's the reality. The reality is, is that you're smart enough to go get your own hair and nail salon and build your own. You're the smartest on planet Earth. The reality is that you're acting fucking stupid, though. And so whatever comes with that, whatever comes with that, that's that's what it's going to be at this point. And you're going to have to deal with that. You're going to have to deal with that because there are some black women that ain't going up in them motherfucking spots. You couldn't pay them to go up in there. So if you're one of the ones going, hey, there's consequences for actions. There's consequences. You're no different to me. You're no different than the person. Uh, you're no different than the person who is, well, they're not all bad and hangs out and gets killed. Yeah. Like that sister in Georgia. Remember her? The, the, the girls party, all them white women, they sitting there on the couch. All, and she's the only one that had a sincere smile on her face. You could see it. I looked in all them demons' eyes. She thought some shit was sweet. She didn't wake up the next day to tell the story, though. And they on code, ain't none of them snitched. None of them, they said they don't know what happened. They stuck to that story. So same story as the brother who got lynched after going out camping with all his white friends. It was, it was isn't that like an identical story that happened with a brother? Um, I think last year sometime. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't. I, I think they were attempting to lynch him. They were attempting. He actually made it out. That was out of Indiana. Um, but there was a brother. There was a brother um, military. This was years ago. I believe it was South Carolina. It was either North Carolina or South Carolina. They went out to a, uh, they went out to a, uh, a, he went out with his white buddies to a beer party or something. And uh, unfortunately, yeah, I think they set him on fire. He got, he got, they, they got drunk. He got drunk and he ended up getting set on fire. Uh, and uh, the rest is history. Um, and so I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I find it hard to sympathize at this point. 
I really find it hard to sympathize with people who want to continue to uh, partake in their own genocide because that's in essence what you're doing. You know what really fucks with me? Like the way that we operate as a people, if somebody in my family told me, I mean, in general, you know, black men, this is, this is how we operate. If somebody in my family told me, my, you know, my, my sister, my little, my little cousin, my little brother, whoever, and said, y'all was just at the train station and, and, and uh, somebody just smacked the shit out of me and blah, blah, and this nigga did this and that, da, da, da. Man, we up in arms. We hauling ass out there to go figure out what's going on. We popping the biggest shit. We, we don't play no games. We the roughest, toughest, Roscott, Bumbleclot, all that. But when shit like this happens, you never hear about a fucking retaliation, man. Like, you never hear about a retaliation, even just from the family members. Okay, I get it. It's not that close to home for most niggas. I, yeah, I heard on the other side of town, somebody got mollywops some shit, whatever, whatever. But with these type of situations, like, you never hear, you know, such and such as brother came out the woodwork or, you know, they, their uncle or their, their fathers or whoever. You never hear nothing. It's crickets every single time. Yeah. And I hear too many motherfuckers. Oh, man, if that was my people, then I this and that. Da, da, da. At what point do we say that is our fucking people? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, some niggas it can bite the fucking dust because you know they most a lot of a lot of motherfuckers is dead already. But you know, realistically mm-hmm. speaking, I mean, everybody that drops is another potential warrior regardless of the level of consciousness. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I think we need to... Um... I saw somebody going on DMX earlier today. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Please, go ahead. Finish, please. <clears throat> I was just saying, it was... It was uh, I actually saw a couple brothers um, going in on DMX, you know. That nigga, he ain't care about his damn self. That nigga was gaining weight and he was eating horribly and he was... Uh, if he was on dope, then this and that, fuck all that. Uh, I've been a drug, I've been on drugs my whole life. And, I mean, they was just going crazy, you know what I'm saying, and, and all this type of shit. And it really just kind of triggered something in me. And I'm like, yo, like, we, 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 we really just worried about the wrong shit out here, man. We worried about the wrong shit. Like, it's, it's so much, there's so many warrior spirits out here that's just manifested in different forms, you know what I mean? And just in different. Uh, uh, d- different different ways that our passion comes out and things like that, you know. We so quick to dismiss some shit based off of something so superficial, you know, where where somebody's whole spirit can really embody some shit that we need in our community. You know what I mean? And and, and it's you know the way that we've just been conditioned and manipulated to like find the negative. You know what I mean? Even 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 in the case of death, you know, we can't even just uplift the motherfucker and be like, yo, like this nigga was really raw and real and whatever it is that he was about you know what I'm saying he was raw that nigga didn't give a fuck what you thought about nothing that came out of his mouth and it was always facts you know what I'm saying and so you know I, I just I, it's, it's just crazy to me how we operate but um, you know again you know everybody that drops is a, is a fucking warrior lost you know and we don't retaliate we don't we don't uh, we don't show ourselves worthy of any uh, of any respect when it comes to that yeah, you know, and, and at the end of the end of the at the end of the day, um, the same the same ones that was talking that shit, I bet they didn't say it to his face when he was alive. So 
it's kind of like fuck them. If, if that's course, if man. that's the level of if that that you you didn't reach the new level of cowardice, you had to wait till a brother's dead to 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 show your true colors, how you really feel. You was probably smiling in his face when he was alive. So them niggas, I I, I shun them niggas. Like get get the fuck. I don't even fuck them niggas. You, that fuck them niggas. If you if you're on that coward level, yes. you wait until a man's dead. Till he's passed, transformed, made his transition. Now you want to talk, nigga? Use a fucking coward. Fuck out of here, bitch, nigga. Not only that, but you just buying the motherfucking um, you just buying a narrative that the media gave you. <laughs> right. Oh, it was a drug overdose. That nigga been on drugs his whole life. Fuck that nigga. You sixty. You fifty years old. You still on dope, nigga? That's your fault, dude. Man, how the fuck do you know that that's what it is? Like, why would you just buy that? Yeah. You know, you know, you know what it is, though, D, a lot of times, man, and we have to be honest about that, you know, and that's why it's so important. Like when we when we connect um, a lot of times a motherfucker and this is real shit, a motherfucker wants to believe the worst about uh, somebody else. Sometimes it'd be your own friends. Hell yeah. They want to believe the worst about you. They just be 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 hanging on just to wait for you to fall. Let me see if there's any chinks in the can in the chain, cause they got that that level of jealousy, man. That level of hate. That's why you have to people have to be very discerning. They have to be very discerning yeah. when it comes to relationships. They have to be very discerning when it comes to friendships. They have to be very discerning when it comes to acquaintanceships. They have to be very discerning on who they actually allow to come within the confines of their energy field. Because they could be bringing you some shit that you don't want to be locked into. That you're going to continually be having to do ritual baths and sage and all kinds of other shit. So, I mean, they, people have to be very, very discerning on, on, on their connections with other people because there's so many frauds. That's why this social media shit, I don't, this shit, I do this shit to disseminate information, family, but for real, for real, I don't trust these people on here. I don't trust you until I meet you. And even then, I'm very discerning because this is like prison, for real. Pri- in prison, a motherfucker can be anybody that they want until that paperwork comes through. Until that paperwork comes through. You could be anybody. Yeah, man, I was out there, man, doing the damn thing. Then you come to find out this nigga was a panhandler out there. He wasn't doing shit, and he's a rat. And he snitched on his whole crew. So, so, and it's the same thing on here. People be screaming black power. You go on their page, you ain't black power. You You ain't close to no power. What is you talking about? Power shouldn't even be in your vocabulary. What what kind of power is you exuding? So I mean I mean we we have to be very discerning in our connections to people. That's why it was so important when you and I met. It was like yo we got a chance to feel that spirit, bro. People out here ain't doing that. We took we took a drive. That's how dedicated we were. We took a drive because we wanted to break this social media seal, man. Because we know that this shit is some is 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 the matrix for real. It don't take but a day a day or two, man. It don't take but a little bit of time to make sure you make the connection. 
Yeah. Because even if, if, if we pay attention, even like in our day-to-day lives, you know, you, you were talking about, you know, just using discernment and things like that. It's little, it's little things that people can say and do when you read people's energy, face-to-face, that is, you know what I'm saying, just body language and things like that, where you really see what people are about. Uh, that, that's, so the situation where I, I, I notice with certain people, when you uh, when you speak on your accomplishments or you speak on something, for one, you know, the terminology, you know, oh, I, oh, I heard about your little... Well, you got your little business and everything. That's 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 nice. I seen your little post on Instagram. I check people's language when 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 they talk to me because I hear that type of shit. It's like, right. what you mean? like I don't. Nah, I don't. I can't accept that because it's not little at all. I'm like, oh, you like my big business? You like that shit? Oh, okay, thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but um, other than that, though, uh, another thing that I noticed is that when when people hear bad news or if you tell somebody any bad news. You can watch how they light up, and now they want. Now they got something to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and I notice that type of shit. Now mm. I read energy very well. You mm. know, and people that you might assume are close or supportive to you, if you give them a little bit of bad news about what's going on with you, yeah, I mean, I'm a little overwhelmed, man. It's, you know, I got a lot. I got a lot going on. I got to try to keep up. Blah, blah, blah. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh, don't worry about it. I'm, you know, uh, you know what I mean? And and, and now it's just. I feel it's not necessarily about what's being said; it's the energy. Mm-hmm. Like you're giving me way more energy when I give you bad news than you give me when I when I tell you I'm popping. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, mm. little things like that, man. And, and I feel like it's important, you know, because on on mm. uh, when we uh when I when I was dealing with my clients as a uh, individualized day support uh, program coordinator or whatever, I was putting together programs for you know adults who had developmental disabilities as far as um, who their circle was, like who, who was their realm of influence. Um, the, you know, the bigger outside circle being like the community that they live in, the local community, and you got the, the circle inside of that, which would be like their, their acquaintances and things like that, people who they know in the community. Smaller than that would be like their extended family, and you got your, you know, your family, your friends, and things like that. Um, and so I, I, I kind of use that model in my own life to be cognizant of who it is I let in, in my space or whatever. And so the social media shit is like the outside circle. You know what I mean? It, it's literally like you just walk out in the middle of the street and there's a whole bunch of strangers outside and whatever it is that you do, you know, you're going to connect with who you connect with. But it's that broad and that general of, of a uh, pool of people. Mm. You have no idea who you're dealing with, you know, and then. You, you close that circle up. You, you, you start to enter those inner circles when you meet face-to-face with people. And it doesn't happen until then. Mm. You know what I mean? So in, until then, you know, we can have conversations and things of that nature. And it's the same thing, you know, when it comes to relationships and stuff like that. Because long distance, you know, I had somebody ask me about a long-distance relationship and what I thought about it. And to be 100% honest, it's the same way I feel about me, anybody else on social media. It's like, I I, I, I see you, I, I fuck with you or whatever, but until we're able to, to vibrate in this, within the same space and I can actually absorb your frequency and vibe with you, I don't know who you are. Mm. And we got to keep that mentality at all times. Mm. You know, we, we, we can't just assume that because somebody can, you know, speak the jump. Yeah. Just because somebody might know a little bit of something don't necessarily mean that they're your tribe. You know, mm. you got you to gotta, you gotta make those connections.
That, that, that's facts. That's facts, D. I want to um, I want to reset and then we'll get um, we'll get uh, Brittany and then Clarence. Uh, I want to reset. So for those that might be new coming in the room, for those that's new coming over here on Facebook, uh, what we're talking about is, um, yeah, the Chinese said that they got a shipment uh, that was coming in of uh, 
that's on the same frequency train of thought, you know, as me. I love it. Awesome. Thank you for that. Uh, I appreciate that, Empress, and thank you for coming up, uh, being in the, being a part of the discussion. Uh, Brother Clarence. Yes, what's up, Yurima? I enjoy the commentary as well, just listening to Cats Build. Um, I believe that the uh, story you're referring to was in Iowa. It was a brother set on fire. Uh, it looked like he was strangled. He was set on fire. He was with, It was four white people that were accused of... Uh, that were arrested for killing him. Oh, so he was yeah. His friends and were they indicted? Fire. Um, I didn't know because I was looking it up as you remember was talking about it and I remember it and I'm like, I couldn't remember if it was South Carolina and then it turned out it's Iowa. But they did have four white people arrested and uh, one of them was a woman. It was, uh, it was a couple guys yes. and their mother. <laughs> yes. Exactly. How about that? Yeah. So yeah, it was in Iowa. And also another thing to mention, um, just in reference to the uh, Asians thing, you know, we all know this is a bunch of propaganda, but we, with our being on code, we need to have some sort of penalty for those who are off code mm. because it's like this. Mm. I don't want to turn on the TV and I see another Trayvon Martin or something like that because right now Asians are green lighted to do things to us because again, the propaganda is we're harming them. We have got to stay out of their shops. We've got to stay out of their restaurants. We have to cease all business with them whatsoever. And we need to be checking out people who still trying to do it. And that may include, we need some of our women to be on cold to enforce that. Don't go up in that shop. Don't go get your nails done. Go, don't go over there. Because again, I saw the video and I want to say it was Houston where the two sisters was arguing with the Asian woman and she was arrested. And then in New York, uh, sister was arrested for saying that Asians brought Corona to the United States and stuff like that because she had a disagreement about a price on her nails and I'm looking at it like why are you going up in this shop with these people so we just part of being on cold we need to have some sort of besides that because again it could be put our youth in danger some woman could let her daughter go up in there and, and they can get shot an, an, I don't want to see another Natasha Harkins you know we got to cease all business from them because they are running a dangerous propaganda campaign against us. We have got to avoid them and just stay away from them. This is for our safety on top of everything else. Besides the parasitic relationship we've had with that community, we need to stay away from them. You know, I, I totally agree, brother. I, I agree. Absolutely. There needs to be a code. I've been saying for years, you know, we need drop squads. Um, you know, maybe, maybe we need to, you know, um, th th this could actually, we could, maybe we can do something to turn a negative to a positive. Um, maybe this is the time that, uh, you know, I, I don't know. We, we got to think out the box on some shit. Maybe this is the time where black men um, make a commitment to do black women's feet for them. Um, this could be a time for a rekindling, like, Blackmail challenge, you do your woman's feet Yo, so she would, don't have to go into the goddamn Chinese or Asian nail shops. And, and That is absolutely genius, brother. I'm sorry to cut you off, but when you said that just now, it just binged in my head like, that. Would, that's some real shit what you just said. That's a good idea. I'm with it. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, and now it's just getting now it's just getting the men to get on code and do it because we can't keep people can't keep going into their spaces and expecting good outcomes. So you, you, maybe maybe we do something like that. I don't know. You know, um, men would have to maybe watch some YouTube videos or something, but um, we have to do something because and, and, and you're absolutely right, um, Clarence, there has to be code of conduct. There has to be consequences for actions there has to be consequences for actions good or bad and we don't have that and every other community has that there's consequences for action there's consequences for off-code behavior there's consequences for that shit man because at the end of the day when people and I had this discussion earlier and uh I don't want to get too far off track, but Lamora's Britain Bay says that uh, they just killed another black kid in Minnesota tonight. Uh, yeah, Lamora's, I'm going to have to look that up. I haven't heard about that. But, um, I, I, you know, I, I was having a discussion today, and basically, uh, Donna Michelle, I see you. Basically, it was in the context of <clears throat> people want to do individual things. They want to, you know, it, it, the attitude is, the attitude is, well, I'm doing my thing over here. I ain't messing with nobody. People should mind their business. And from an individual aspect, you're correct. Also, if we lived in that type of world, that would probably be acceptable. But we don't live in that type of world. Your actions will absolutely affect all of us. Whether unbeknownst to you or not, your actions will absolutely affect all of us. When black men are out here doing stupid shit on an individual level, that shit affects all of us. Whether they fucking know it or not. That shit affects all of us. When a, when a black when a group of black when a group of young black men attack a sister and beat her, that affects all of us. It ain't just them niggas. All of us is looked at. All of us is categorized. And that picture gets shown to the rest of the world. This is how they treat their women. Even though there's brothers in this room right now that don't, would never treat women like that. But that shit affects all of us. When black women exploit themselves, because there is self-exploitation. Oh, I'm just... <laughs> I, I should be able to show a picture of my ass on the uh, in, on Instagram all day if I want to. Well, that shit affects all of us. You might not think so, but that shit go. Those pictures go out to the rest of the world. This is what black women think of themselves. All they can do is show ass. That shit affects us, man. Because people aren't looking at. The other groups, they aren't looking at it from an individual aspect like you are. They're doing groupthink. They're saying that this is how the group acts. And when those quote unquote immigrants who get those visas, who come to this country and they show them those videos, one of the first things they say, stay away from the African-Americans. And what do they show them? They show them the videos of people sagging. They show them the videos of people getting outrageous, doing the most stupidest shit. Those are the videos they show. And they paint that picture in those immigrants' mind that this is how they all act. So that shit affects us all, man. So there has to be consequences for off-code behavior. 
because you're affecting all of us. And all of us ain't on that off-code shit. Some of us is very on code. Conscious. You want to add, brother? Is conscious still on? You might not be on. Okay. Yeah, so we have to... Um, hey, Rima. Yeah. There was a brother who did this... Uh, he did like a little a little field study where he went undercover online. So he clear, I guess, he cleared out all his little social media and everything to clear out the algorithm and the cookies in his phone. And he created social media as a white dude just to tap into that world and see, you know, the type of shit that they're exposed to. He did a TED Talk on it. I can't remember the name of it or what his name is, but it's a TED Talk. And uh, one of the things that he pointed out was that um, the only thing that the only time that he saw black people was fighting videos and uh, twerking videos. Um, mm -hmm. And then the majority of, you know, the rhetoric around black issues and shit like that was always, it's the only, first of all, they don't even talk about black people, but the only time that they did, he said was always with a racist uh, rhetoric to it. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's plain and simple. You know, all they're exposed to in terms of what black life is, is this big wild ass, just, you know, just nigga shit. Mm. <clears throat> that's what goes viral. That's what gets the most views. You know, I mean, I mean, wow, you know, crackheads and shit like that. Like, big, you know, the worst shit of our community is really blasted on the world stage like that. And that's intentional. That's intentional. Oh, definitely. The shit that they definitely. want to go viral, that, that's the shit that goes viral. And the shit they don't want to go viral, that shit, the algorithms, they've already set that shit up. Yeah, we got a lot of work to do. Um, Damone Miller said, "You're yep, exactly." And and I and Damone Miller, I talked about that the other day that we that we are at a at a at a crucial point. We really do. We the black community really does need a dictator. <clears throat> and as and as ridiculous that, that as that might sound, uh, Mao Zedong was absolutely a dictator. And look at where China's at right now. They're a fucking world power. <laughs> without doubt or contradiction. So, um, I mean, we could, it, 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 as ridiculous as it sounds, the fact of the matter is, is that when you got everybody thinking in different ways, going in different lanes, going in different directions, this is how they're able to come in and continue to conquer us. It just is what it is. And so, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big proponent that the black community absolutely needs a dictator. And... And Mao didn't play no games. He wasn't playing no games. He gave people, if they were on, if they were on the opioids that the Europeans, that the Brits infected China with, if they were on opioids, they had a year to get off that shit. They didn't get off. They had a place for you. That was it. You ain't infecting the rest of the people. You got a year to clean your shit up. If you can't clean your shit up, we got we got something for you. Yeah. Off-code behavior, no off-code behavior. It's Chinese culture over here. You either adhere to it, or we got a firing squad for you. Now, 
You might say that's you might say that's harsh, that's cruel, but again, they're a world power. They're buying ports over in Akebulon. They're buying ports in the Caribbean. They're buying countries. <laughs> and they got the and they and they they own a good portion of the US. Let's not get that twisted. They own a good portion of it. I think at last count it was like 75%. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, 90% of the goods manufactured are come from China. Everything is outsourced in China. Yep. Brittany, you was gonna you was gonna cut in, Brittany. Yeah, I was gonna say I absolutely think we should have our own government um, and our own police force or whatever you want to call it to police our own people, to train our own want, and to deal with um, those who attack our people. And uh, we should be representing our people. We should have our own media uh, network. We should have those things, and we need a we need a way to do it on our own. We need a way to access that on our own. Yeah, um, you're absolutely right, and I think that I think the the attempts that were made, um, so so the diabolical the diabolical savage that we're dealing with, um, we must keep in mind that we had, um, you know, Black Wall Street is is the main one that's talked about, and then Rosewood, but there were over 70, 80. There were over seventy to eighty. Uh, prospering black communities in this country. And when white people got jealous, they came through and, 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 and destroyed all of them. I've, as a matter of fact, I think I posted the map on all the places that we had prospering communities where white people from Arkansas, Alabama, Louisiana, um, you know, Tennessee, thriving black communities and when white people got jealous and it was always some excuse that a white woman was accosted they always ran with that fucking excuse and, and and to give them to give them the 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 wherewithal and there's that word again d uh to give them uh uh, uh the the incentive i'll say the incentive or the motivation to come in and destroy shit and contrary to belief, there were some of those black communities that fought back. They just didn't have the weaponry. But they did try to fight back. So that's another misconception that, that black people just laid down and took it. No, there was over, there was over what? So many insurrections in this country? Exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't think that should stop us um, at all. Um, and then, uh, you know, now we got to be even smarter. We got to have be five steps ahead of the game. And I think we're smart enough to do that. Well, I know we're smart enough to do that. Facts. I totally agree. By, by, by no means was I saying that we shouldn't, that we shouldn't do it. <laughs> I was just saying we really need to learn from history so we, we don't make the same mistakes. You're absolutely right. Totally agree. Kareem, what's good? Peace, God. Good night, good night, fam. I've been booking on so many things, man. I want to, I guess I'll, I'll drop in first with, with the title of the room, and, and, and then I'll go from there. First things first, everybody. Nobody in here, right? And, and, and let me start it this way. Everybody in here, please take the time to and, and you know, as black people we don't like to talk about death 
right? But take the time, if it's a will, communicate with your loved ones what you want when you die. All right? I'm going to start there. Because the title of the room, Human Organs Stripped from Black Bodies. The largest time when human bodies are taken, when, when organs are taken from black bodies is when you die. All right? They also doing that shit when you're alive, too. That, that's another conversation as well that you guys have been having. But when you die, right? We saw what happened to the brother down in Georgia. He died, went back, you know, they, he got wrapped up in, in the wrestling match. Went back. Yes, right? Went back to his family. Every fucking thing is missing. Everything is missing. All his organs are gone. Right? So, a couple of things. Make sure and be real clear as to what your wishes are. Down to, you find that black coroner, you find that black um, morgue, right? It, it exists. The funeral home, like, we got to do our, our our due diligence. And we got to get on our job. And they know that that's something we don't like to talk about. That's something we, we don't even like. That's the first thing, right? And if you need help with that, we can we can have that discussion again offline and make sure you know I can help you with some some of those things. Second, nobody, no black and and, and again I'm I, I'm a scientist, right? No black person should be donating their body to science. I'll say it again, because some black folks seem to think, but I'm gonna donate my body to science so they could do some medical research, and that's gonna make stuff better for black people. No, it's not. No, it is not. All right? Again, this is where some of these body parts are, are coming from. Mm. Let, let, let's be super clear about it. You know, these are some conversations we, we got to be having because we seem to trust people that they're going to do what's right by us. Say that. And they're, they're not. And they're not going to do it right. You could go type in, as again, you know, we must do you, you, that's my favorite line now. Look it up. Right? I use it on my students all the time. Now look it up. Mm. You could you could there's been so many cases. They caught a guy in, in Jersey in the nineties. He had hundreds of black bodies. Hundreds of them that mm. he didn't bury and and, and they took the, the organs and they found P V C pipe. Yep. P V C pipe inside of the body to give it the weight. They found bricks and PVC pipe inside of the body. Who was this, brother? When was this? All right. This was in the 90s. You, 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 could, you could look it up. Body, you know, or organ, organs being stolen. Look up New Jersey. And, and the other thing is they get, like, no time for the shit. That's the other part. That That's another part of the comment because they're all a part of what has to happen. You guys are hearing about these artificial wounds. They're trying to get these transgender men pregnant. Hmm. All right. So when our sister, and I know, I know this triggers some people, but when we talk about the hair weaves and when we talk about the relaxes and, and it, it, it causes fibroids, fibroids, right? And what's mm -hmm. the first thing they come to do to take out? They take out the woman's womb. Yep. They take it out, right? Your ass don't know exactly. You don't know the medical science behind it. They just say they got to take it out. And that always becomes a partial hysterectomy or a full hysterectomy. 
And how many of our women are walking around without their wounds right now? Yep. And it's real clear. You can go look it up as well. Go to jstore.org. I keep telling you, and I keep saying, that's where you, jstore is where you get journal articles that peer reviews by, by these white folks, right? Who, if you don't believe your if you don't believe, if you don't believe, if you don't believe anybody up here that's talking and you believe we're in white folks, then go look up their studies. And this is what they're saying. All right? So our body parts are being taken, our women's body parts especially, are being taken because that's the push right now. Guy just got in trouble for this like a year or two ago for this artificial womb. You can look up the artificial womb. And they were literally trying to, I think he got like five years in prison. He's like, I'm going to do my five years. I'm going to come out. He's going to be protected by medical institution because they want to make get transgender men pregnant with an artificial womb. And they're taking it from sisters who are having these partial or full hysterectomies. Oftentimes, they go in to take out the fibroids. Next thing you wake up, and, and your whole shit is gone. Right? Your ovaries and your womb is gone. Oh, you, you thought you were just going to get your fibroid removed. And they take and they say well, it was an emergency. We had to remove it. And then you don't get to see it. So you just think, oh, it's medical waste that they just threw it away. And these hospitals have contracts with labs that they sell it off to them. That's another form of them making money. Right? And again, we all know about it. Henrietta, right, Miss Henrietta Leakes, yep. right, and and what happened with her, and and it was her womb, same shit that I'm talking about. It was her that they took, and she had no idea, and went and studied it. So all that to say, you know, we got to be on a little bit better on our business because this is real. It's not new, right? What is what is new is is the how how much. It's happening now. Sisters are going missing, right? As we all know that. They're saying it's sex trafficking or this. Mind you, some of it may be sex trafficking, but people with Dick Gregory have been telling us this for years, right? Baba Dick Gregory was telling us this for years about organs. He was telling us this since the 80s and 90s about black organs being taken. And everybody thought, some people thought he was a kook. Until they saw people starting getting arrested for it, and they're like, shit, he was right the whole time. So I would say that to you. Your will, make sure, you know, and, and that goes back to us standing, as you all said, having a code. And that's even with our family members, because they gotta, you gotta have people who respect your wishes when, when you transition from here and your body is no longer here. These white folks, I say it and I'll say it again, you know, they wanna make, money off of us we were bought here as economic stimulus i'll say it again we were bought here as economic stimulus for white people and we still are don't think anything has changed we still are economic stimulus we are the largest form of economic stimulus all right you talk about the trillions of dollars that we spend every year economic stimulus for white folks you you, you get the stimulus stimulus check where is it going? Economic stimulus for white, for white folks is going right back to the government that just sent it to you. So let, let's, let's be clear about it, okay? But we can do something. We can, we will, and we must do.
do something about it, y'all. Because it, it it's real clear that this is where people stand and this is where this is what people think about us. You know, and, and, and we're and we, we do know we spoke about this last night and I didn't get to mention this before we got off last night. You know, but there's the power ten of communication. Right? There's ten ten forms of communication that's out there that that communicates things about black people to the world. Right? And and seven of those are, are owned by the same group of people. Hmm. And y'all can name it. Everybody here is pretty intelligent. We, we, we could go through it, right? If you wanted to do it school style, you, you could start naming what are the seven, what are the ten forms of communication that are out there that communicate that all we are is we just do all that, as D said, all that nigga shit, right? First one is school. Hmm. They're communicating a whole bunch of nonsense from kinder from kindergarten through twelfth grade. All you learn are two things about black folks. Two things. Anybody can tell me what those two things are right quick? What are the two things you learn from kindergarten to 12th grade about black people in slavery and civil rights? There you go. There you go. For 13 years, that is all we are taught that black people did in this world. That we were slaves and the civil rights, the king came and had a dream. And then here we are today. So that's the first, right? That that's the first form of communication. What's the next one? School is the first one. What do y'all think is the next one? We gonna we gonna talk about it. We we on it right now, right? And on on Facebook, IG, social media, and that's the newest form of communication hmm. in which they use that the same thing, right? But this time they get us. To make us look bad, right? Like because they do it from afar, so it's us doing it this time because we're the ones that actually run and quote unquote run and control our, our Facebook page and our Instagram page and our TikTok, and so we're putting that that content out there, right? We are the content creators, and so look at this shit that we're creating about ourselves, hmm. right? What's what's number three? I got somebody here saying entertainment. Tell live vision. There you go. Right? And you break that entertainment and into the different forms of entertainment. What are the different forms of entertainment that we get? Because this shit is, this shit is deep. Right? You got tell live vision. Yeah. What else you got? Music. You got music. There you go. Right? You got Hollywood. All the nice movies that we get so happy about. Yep. Right? We got sports. We never look at sports and, and the shit that, 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 what it puts out there about us. Mm. I was talking to some of my students about, about that yesterday, about we got brother Dwayne Wade out here. And not just him. You know, we got other brothers. When they walk, when they walking in there, when I was growing up as a kid, they weren't talking about what, what, what the basketball and football players were wearing walking into the game. Now they're talking about what they walking into what they wearing walking into the game. Why? Because most of that shit is coming from a particular group of people who got our brothers looking like sisters. Mm-hmm. So, so you got a 6'5", 240-pound brother like Cam Newton 
right? The epitome of, supposed to be the epitome of black manhood. And he walking in looking how he's walking in looking for the game. Mm. And you can, you can just go down the line. Dwayne Wade, you just go down the line. Right. And, and why? Because you know who the stylists is. Who are the stylists? Right? So that's communicating something to our children. That's communicating something to us. We saw it, we saw was it last night with, with Kid Cuddy and him rocking his dress. My goodness, yeah. Right? We saw, we, right? We saw that, right? So, so, so what, what are we up to? I think we're up, up to six or seven, right? Then we got new, the newspaper and books. Then you got the family. You got the church folks. And those, and you could almost, it's freaking crazy that almost all of those are ran by one group of people who are communicating this off-the-wall shit about us every single day around the world, 365, 24-7. And we letting them. That's the other part about it. Because we're not on code, as we just said a minute ago, and you know we're not moving like that. So we got we got to make sure it's a lot of that we got to do. And you know I'm a man, so I'm I'm just gonna say it starts with us brothers. You know, and we must said about turning and the conversation we have with our sisters and what we do for our women, and and kind of shift this because I don't know about y'all, man. I'm tired of this. I'm tired, right? And when do we get to the point where we say enough is enough? When I, my brother a minute ago said that it's about our safety, that hit me in my soul when you said that, bro. It's about our safety, and we walking around here acting like like we safe, acting like like we're completely protected and everybody like we're good, right? Right, and and we who takes care of your safety, but you and the group of people that you're with. That's who watches out for you. So we got to be real clear because yes, man, and people people think you're not that that this is an individual thing. It's not, it's a group. You know, and what you do, I'm going to use that. You know, because it's and make sure my my young folks know that it's it is what you do does affect everybody like don't think that shit that you you living on in a bubble in a vacuum and what you do don't affect nobody else it sure as hell does sure as hell does and so we we got to continue working y'all and and recognize have these conversations do the work and be prepared thanks y'all thanks brother k ring for that Appreciate that. Um, Delenn, you just entered. You want to add to the conversation? Uh, yeah, good evening, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Peace, um, peace, Empress. Yeah. You know, peace. I always love your videos and everything. Um, you know, when uh, Brother Kareem was speaking about the, um, the uh, organs being taken from uh, black bodies. I always imagine like a lot of these kids, young 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 men, get shot up in places like Chicago, 
when they go into these hospitals and emergency rooms and they need operations and everything to save their lives, many of them don't have no, they don't have insurance. And a lot of times these hospitals is allowing them to die because they look at them as they're not good to, to nobody. They're not good. So they immediately allows them to die, takes their organs out their bodies, sew them back up, and put them out for to the funeral homes. And everybody don't have a funeral. Some of them go into places like I know up in New York they had uh Pottersfield, you know, we don't have money for a funeral. Um and and I would think that even half them bodies that end up in Pottersfield don't even have organs inside of them. Hmm. So whether or not you sign that donation um sign the back of your driver's license, they take it anyway. Anyway, and this is um, what Brother Green also, you know, speculated on with the wombs and women. You know, they take they 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 quit right now to take out. I had a fibroid some years ago, and um, they would they took out my fibroids. Um, but what they're doing now, they're telling these women that they need a complete hysterectomy when they really don't. Yep. Okay, when they really don't, it's not necessary that they need a complete hysterectomy and they've taken out their wounds at early ages. Some of them haven't, just heard that a friend of mine had her daughter had a complete hysterectomy. The girl was only 27 years old, so she can no longer have no children or anything. For removal of small fibroids. With these um, men, okay, these transvestites, that want to carry children because all kind of crazy crap is coming out of this stuff now. These men walk around with a nine-month belly and they want to carry children. They already got the rooms on ice. They got them ready for them. They're going to have them pay a bunch of money because they're going to have the money for it. Okay? It's, I would give it less than five years and these transvestite men are going to be able to carry a child. And they throw all of this stuff in our faces like it's okay. Okay? From, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a 50-something-year-old woman. And I'm telling you, the stuff I'm seeing now from what I've seen in the 60s up until now, this is an evil world that we live in. They are, and the Democrats, they just doing all sorts of stuff to us and throwing it in our faces. Um, it's just so much happening. You know, with the BLM and and oh, that's another story. You 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 gotta have a, a, a give a presentation on that soon. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but you know you gotta give a presentation on that soon because I'm just so sick and tired of us out here that's doing the real the real work. You know, I have my not for profit called the NAACP called BLM. I couldn't get no return aid emails and we out here doing the real work. The other ones right now, they becoming celebrities and we're running with the bags. But back to the topic. This is so true. And then they're not going to stop doing this. This is continuous. I have a book that I started reading um, that this Indian woman had wrote. I had to stop reading the book because I couldn't believe what she was saying. I couldn't believe she was what she was saying. Oh, they take the organs out of these especially black bodies 
of a lot of these kids that are missing. This is what they're doing. They're selling their organs. So that's all I had to say. I'm glad I hit this room before I went to bed, and I'm going to hang out here for a little bit. You're doing a good job. Appreciate you. And, uh, I mean, since since you uh, brought up BLM, I did have a short discussion on them the other night. But um, it seems that, uh, and I don't want to get too far off, because we have to talk about the, those, those hysterectomies. Because they do not have to remove the uteruses of black women. That shit is intentional. They are trying to stop birth rates. Oh, yes, exactly. These cowards are trying to do everything that they can to stop us from having children. That is ridiculous that they moved the woman's hysterectomy, gave her, removed her uterus at 27 years old. At 27 years old. And she's not the first one. I had another girlfriend who, um, her daughter was, I think, 33. They told her the same thing. They did the same thing to her also. 33 years old. Yeah. Once upon a time, it was like women that was maybe in their 40s or something, and they had fibroids. And, you know, they child childbearing years, you know, what came to a close. Um, so they were okay with it. But these are young women now. These are young women. And, and I always try to tell people, whatever surgery you going under, going under the knife, whatever surgery it is, research your surgery real good. Ask questions. So Because they believe in us not asking questions. Okay? We don't ask questions to the doctors. I do, but you know, they believe that black people do not ask questions. They don't question the doctors. Okay? Ask questions. Research your um go to some of the medical journals. Um, J Star, I was trying to get on there because I'm usually on my um my uh school, um, I'm able to access the library. But I know J Star, I think they want to charge a membership before you can even get some of the journals. Um their peer review journals. At least the abstract. At least to re- start off with the abstract. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, because the abstract gives a lot of information, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, they're doing it to younger younger and younger women. Yes, they are. They're doing it to younger and younger women now. And I, and I thought, you know, when I was hearing about it, I said, oh, okay, they're trying to stop them from having children. Because, you know, black people have the most children. They're trying to stop us from having children. You know, you got a couple of fibroids, they can take them out. They don't have to mess with your uterus at all. Well, the sad. Well, the, the problem... Got, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Empress. Finish up, I'm sorry. No, 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 I was just saying, if you got some of these young girls that's going in and they're telling them they have them, you're going to have to show me what they look like on the x-ray or the sonogram. I want to see what they look like, okay? What size are they? Okay, I need to go home and research and see what size, you know, CCM something. Okay, can this be removed without having to touch my, um, to give me a complete hysterectomy? I ain't laying up here and letting you do anything. And see, a lot of them, are, they don't read, you know? So they, 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 they do exactly what the doctor, you know, suggests to them. And this is what they're doing now. I just want to add, that goes in the line of the cesarean verse. When black women go to the hospital pregnant, 
get ready to have a baby. These doctors are performing cesareans at alarming rates exclusively on black women. And I think there's a correlation with that because, again, from my understanding, once you have a C-section, you got to keep having them. You just can't have natural childbirth after the first C-section. And I'm talking young girls in their early 20s coming to the hospital, the slightest complication, cesarean. Yeah, but you um, know they didn't do that years ago. They didn't do that years ago. Years ago, when I was having children, it was you had to really be in. Um, it was it had to really be a reason for you to have a C-section. Medical emergency. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, now it's like it's, it's a, a, to, to have a C-section for medical emergencies, mm-hmm. like real medical. Where, where yes. You're going to lose the mother or the child. Right. Now it's, it, 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 it's a means of getting it, getting it out because they don't honestly, you know, they don't want to spend the amount of time on 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 the black woman wait, waiting for her to to give birth. No, they don't want to spend that, that amount of time waiting for no black child to come into the world. And it's a lot so, more money. It's the surgery. It, exactly, and there you go, and that that's the next part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 so it, it's all. So we we just have to, you know, we we know where they're at. We know it, and and some of our people, if they don't, if they're not receiving this information, or they choose not to receive it, then I don't even know what to say on that one. Well, K. K. Reem, the trust. K. Reem, I want I want her. Yeah, to, I want her to. I want her to finish though. She was talking about back in the day, how this was not. Oh I yes, think, I, I need to hear yeah, from a woman. I, I need to hear from a woman's perspective. Yeah. What happened? because we have women on the line right now. They need to hear from you. Go ahead, Empress. Back, okay, back in the day, like when I had my babies um, in the late in the late 80s, yeah. we laid in labor up to 48 hours. Okay, up to 48 hours. You might have one girl on that woman on that whole floor that had a C-section. Mm. Okay, it wasn't no such thing now. As soon as you go in, they either already schedule a date before you even go into labor that they're going to give you a C-section date. Wow. Uh, you go in and you in labor for two hours and they say, oh, your blood pressure went up a little bit. We need to give you a C-section, okay? Wait for the blood pressure to come down a little bit. It's so quick. It's all about money. See, it's all about the money. And see, what, what, what really angers me so much is that the medical community that makes so much money off of black bodies or for black people or unnecessary surgeries that we don't even need i live in chronic pain right now since i had three back surgeries the first back surgery messed me up second back surgery the third one i had to have i can't never i live in chronic pain for the last 16 years on the basis of what the doctor did to me he didn't see me as a woman, a wife, with children. He seen me as a product that he was about to make $130,000 off of. Okay? Now, I'm forever messed up. Quality of life, very low. Because this is what we are to them. And we have to read more, you know? I don't understand us. What's wrong with picking up a book? Educate yourself. Go on Google. Just go beyond Google. Don't even go on Google sometimes because Google's putting a bunch of lies up there now. Okay? They censoring a lot of information, stuff that you want to know. You might not find it on Google like you used to. But 
it's really imperative that women, especially, you know, black women, they have, you know, prenatal, you know, we have a lot of our babies dying at birth, the, not, excuse me, not babies, the mothers, the mothers, you know, getting worse treatment, they getting worse treatment, a, a, a woman with a PhD gets treated worse than a, a, a white woman that didn't even finish high school. So it's really, it's really, really something that they really have to read up on, on, on their bodies, you know. And this thing with the C-section, that's a money maker. That's a money maker. I mean, we pushed out babies back then. I went to the hospital. That's all you heard was women back there in the room screaming on the floors. Now, as soon as you walk in, they're just ready to take the baby out. That's it. That's it. Well, I think it's all that... about the money. It's all about the money. When you think about years ago when women were able to have babies in their house, they were able to have babies in their house. In their house. By a midwife. The midwife came in every neck, all the homes, and no, no, no woman went to the hospital to give birth. They had babies successfully, successfully at home. Now they got to go in the hospital, have all of this stuff, epidurals, all through their back and their spine. And then that don't work, we're going to push you in the emergency room, in the, in the operating room anyway. Now you got to have a C-section, you know, to, to get birth. Yeah. I'm Dylan and I'm done. Yeah, so so um, thank thank you for that. Thank you for that. And and uh, Empress, um, so sorry you had to have had had to experience that. I am I am glad that you're in this room though where you can uh, because we we need to hear that the the problem is is that um, and yeah, this is, I also say something about yeah just give me a second done. then I'm gonna cut let you cut in Shay um, the problem is is that um, two things the most trusted the most trusted people in the black community are white folks I'll say that again, the most trusted people in the black community are white folks. White boys, white okay. girls, they can walk in the community unscathed. Black people don't even think about touching them. They can, and, and it doesn't matter what time of day. The most trusted person in the medical field is the white man. Black women and, are, and some black men will believe whatever he says without question and this has been to our detriment it just is so for the for the sisters that are on the line right now um the fact of the matter is this you don't have to go to the hospital to have your child they got they got black doulas of america they got doulas i know for a fact i know for a fact i'm not talking on ass i know for a fact children that have been born at home that have not gotten any vaccinations, yeah, been born at home, have not been vaccinated, don't have no birth certificate or no social security card, yeah, and guess what? Those babies by far are far more intelligent and are excelling faster than babies born in the hospital. This is facts. This is facts. And that's facts. They are by far more intelligent and they are excelling faster than the child born in the hospital because when the child born in the hospital, 
you know, you have that birth. They put them in your arms for a minute. You're, oh, you're such a cute thing. And then that nurse takes that child somewhere. You don't know where that child goes. And guess what? If you weren't in the hospital, you wouldn't have to worry about that because you would know where your child is. Handing your child right over to your enemy as they come out of the womb. Handing your child over to your enemy as they come right out of the womb. We have too much trust for these people, for the same people that are trying to kill us. Shea Butter, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, of course. Thank, thank you for that. That I definitely agree with that. I just wanted to come up to the stage and uh, speak on this personally uh, because I am a mother of one, uh, forever one, and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> so I did have my son in the hospital, and I want to emphasize not only on the treatment of black women during birth, but after birth is when it gets real, real critical, right? So women are dying. But women are tormented even mentally after birth because of, like, for example, what I went through. Um, so the labor was fine. Uh, that was good and dandy. But afterwards, um, I wasn't taking care. I had, like, a white doctor and this, this, and that, and I wasn't taking care of mentally. So I went through postpartum, and these people don't give a fuck about I showed every last symptom. I was textbook postpartum depression, textbook. And these people didn't give a fuck um, about me. And so I was so, so postpartum depression that in the midst of that, in the midst of that, when I was going through that in my life, my experience with, with you know, the whole pregnancy and pushing out and being a single mom, that all weighed, weighed in through my postpartum. And I decided while I was going through depression uh, to get suicide. And they let me. <laughs> they let me. Uh, they thought it was rational. You know, they thought, they're like, oh, whatever, okay. And I was 22 when I got my tubes tied. Um, oh, my goodness. And then, oh, and I, yeah, oh, and wow. I, went, yeah. I went in a deeper depression um, after that. Um, I didn't realize, so my depression um, turned into full-fledged postpartum, turned into clinical, turned into bipolar, um, turned into a lot of drugs lately. Um, um you know, to speed up the story. Because I wasn't treated for postpartum. If I would have was treated for postpartum, I probably wouldn't be on depression medicine, all this type of medicine to this day, um, because of, of, of the mental aspect after I had a child. So I just wanted to say when you when you ladies are if y'all do decide to go to the hospital, make sure you got black doctors, black psychologists and all the other type of stuff that you're seeing because they will they don't they let preeclampsia with us, depression, they don't give a fuck. And they they just let you go on about your life and you could kill everybody, your kids and let me uh let me, let me um let me say okay. real quick, uh black men, black men, um you know, at at, at this at this at this particular time, um and, and I, I you know, with the exclusion of the of the coon class, um, because you're just gonna have that group that is never going to get it but black men out, outside of that outside of the you know we we really don't have time for the back and forth we really don't have time for the back and forth with black women we we just don't have time for that that shit is you know who who shit was worse Say and, that again. And, and who's 
uh, uh, trauma is 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 more and you know uh, you know why why is other black men out here sleeping with white women and well you know black women now y'all sleeping with we ain't got time for that shit fuck them niggas and fuck them bitches let them stay over there with them dogs these black women need protection right here they need support Damone Miller, thank you too, I appreciate that. But these black women need protection and support. So for the ones out here who's, who's, who's on some other shit, let them be on some other shit, man. We ain't got time for the argument, for the debate, for the back and forth, because we're literally dying. And when we aren't dying, they're taking a piece of us. They're taking pieces that are detrimental for our survival. They don't care. These are experiments. We're, li we're literally, if you're, if you're listening to this feed right now, you just heard two sisters talk about fucking a medical apartheid happening in 2021, April 11th or 12th. Exactly. exactly. You're listening to, you don't have to go get the book medical. I got it upstairs. You don't even have to go get it. You're listening to medical apartheid right now. You're listening to a group of medical professionals that don't care about black people, particularly black women. Any way they can find to get the uterus out of the black woman, they're going to do it. They will use any excuse. Any way they can find to fucking uh, uh, tie a black woman's tubes, they're going to do it. Any way they can find to put a black woman on some type of birth control, they're going to do it. Any way they can find to get a black woman to go down to Planned Parenthood to take that baby and kill it, they're going to do it. I'm sorry, these are enemies, man. And some of you are going to have to, it's going to have to be a rude wake-up call. These are enemies. They're enemies of the state. And your body is the state. They are enemies. Nothing more, nothing less. And very nefarious, diabolical en enemies at that. They got no love for you. And I'm sorry, when that white doctor comes in smiling in that room, I know I know some of y'all see Brad and you'd be like, oh, yeah, you know. Brad is going home to Becky or Karen. And Becky and Karen have given him specific orders. Remember, when you're talking about fucking devils, when you're talking about your enemy, who the fuck did they come through the womb of? They don't care about you, man. We're listening to Medical Apartheid 2021 right here. Your, your mama, I need to say this real quick. Add it to what you just I would said. like to say something as well. Okay, I'm just going to say this really quick. You, um, go, you go, Dellen, and then uh, you, Brittany. Okay. Okay, um... When I went to have my first back surgery in 2009, I didn't like the aura with this Jewish doctor. You know, he didn't get to explain anything to me. All I thought that was, I wasn't going to no longer be in back pain. Okay? So I go out and I get my date and everything to have my surgery. So I have the surgery. Two months later, I'm like, why is my left leg hurting like this? My left leg is hurting. So when I let him know that I was having this pain in my left leg, he tells me, oh, the screws are probably loose. I said, screws? What screws? Oh, you have six screws in your back. Oh, really? No one ever told me I had six screws in my back. 
So you so you put instruments in my body without my knowledge. Okay? So then when the second doctor did the surgery in 2013, he told me, he said the first doctor that did, he said he messed your back up. Your back is messed up bad. So I went to try to sue this doctor. So now they're telling me the statute of limitations is up. They only gave you two years. I went in 18 months. They say oh, it takes two years to even figure out if your back and um it's going to be okay. So now it's all to protect the doctor, not even the patient. Now they want to protect the doctor. They knew in the 2000s that back surgeries was a big commodity. And the minute you say you have back pain, they rush you to have a back surgery. Okay? So now I'm messed up for the rest of my life. My, my son just caught me in here crying all day. I stay depressed because chronic pain brings on depression. My quality of life, I've had three houses and I couldn't live in one house longer than three years because I couldn't take care of the home. I mean, physically take care of the home. Beautiful home. One, one was built up from the ground up four years ago. When your quality of life is gone, you have no much of a life left. And I wanted, I had got, it got so bad where I actually wanted to take my pink block and find this doctor up in New York and wait for him to come out the building. Okay? Yeah. This is how bad it is. What they do to us. I'm, uh, I'm you know, just wanted to say that I'm done. Yeah, I feel for y'all. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that this happened to y'all, man. I really feel for y'all, for real. Go ahead, Brittany. <laughs> yeah, so basically, as far as, like, having a, a child, I have four children, um, and I had a very traumatic experience when I was in the military um, having my first child. I was in Texas, and... I got there, when I got to the doctor, I was already, when I got to the hospital, I was already like five centimeters and my baby was coming out. <laughs> and so um, I was in the hospital room. I was doing, I was dealing with those contractions really well. I was breathing through it and everything. And so I, I got to the point where I was crowning, ready to push her out. Her head was there. And when, once you're crowning, they, they don't try to administer any anesthesia. As a matter of fact, they stop after maybe five centimeters, um, definitely. So <laughs> the anesthesiologist walks in and says, hey, you signed the paper, you need to arch your back. And I said, no, my baby is here, ready to come out. My mom was there, my grandmother was there. We were there, he did not care. Okay, he was a European male. He said, you're not having this baby until you arch her back. And I, at that time, did not know what I know now. Because I probably would have walked up out of there with the baby falling out of me. And I wouldn't have gave a damn what they would have said at that point. I would have been trying to get up out of there. I would have, I wouldn't have done shit. <laughs> so, um but I was active duty at that time so it was a sticky situation because you cannot sue the military and so um, mm. I had to arch my back and um, I had to take the epidural and he spent a lot of time back there fucking with my spine 
okay? Mm. And it was very traumatic. I lost a lot of blood when I finally pushed her out and everything. And um, and it was very traumatic. That was very traumatic for me because it was, I felt threatened. The way he handled it, he was not playing. All because I signed a sheet of paper. Like, so, um, yeah, like, there is an agenda, uh, a legit agenda. And I'm I'm getting 100% disability because of it. So, from the military. And um, I wanted to sue him as well. And I probably would have got millions had I known what I know now. However, I passed the statute of limitations as well. And I was just a couple months shy. And I didn't know how that would work anyway, because I know you would need to be well within that uh, time frame. And the time was already almost up, similar to your story. So I do understand. Um, uh, after my first child, my second child, I, I was just like, give me that Rodoro. You know, I still didn't know anything. I was in the military at that time as well. Um, you know, my third, I ended up getting the epidural as well. You know, but my fourth, I did a home birth naturally. And I had a doula. I had a midwife. I had my birthing pool in the living room. And when I tell you it was the most beautiful and profound experience I've ever experienced in my life, it really was. Yes, I had a little postpartum, I guess, feelings after that. But thank God I was allowed to, I encapsulated my placenta because at this point, you know, it, it really helps me recover in so many ways. And people, you know, they 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 frown upon encapsulating your placenta. But if you do that, I mean, you're literally getting all the nutrients that you expelled out of you. You're getting all of that back. So it's definitely worth it. And a home birth, I definitely recommend a home birth because one thing I experienced first time out of having three kids and three epidurals um, when you're standing up the gravity pulls down and it does not hurt but as soon as I laid on that bed for my midwife to just do a quick check I was in the most excruciating pain just sitting on my back and that's exactly how they get you to take the epidural at the hospital because why they don't allow you to get up and you know it's like it was and just having her being able to push her out in the water was was amazing and I did not tear um so you know there's a lot of uh benefits to having your 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 baby naturally um so I definitely recommend that and you know so looking back at my first experience to now I mean I've come a long way and I'm so thankful that I was able to do that and I'm not uh I'm against any procedures to uh sterilize you know me as well I'm not on any birth control and you know I'm just my cycles are uh repet are I'm able to like track my cycles easily so we're just we're doing it that way and if it happens it happens and you know I'm not against birth you know um, I'm pro-life Wow, I, I I just want to say, um, sorry. I just want to say thank you for the transparency uh, for all the empresses that are on, uh, and apologies that you had to go through that 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 shit. I I can't imagine um, what you've had to go through and the strength that it takes. This is why this is why I I know the the the, the strength of a black woman. Um, you all are by far the strongest on the planet, uh, and you have to endure so much um, out of respect 
uh, I would ask that the um, fellas, um, just out of respect, I would ask that we hold off. Rachel just came in. Um, let's let's because I, I don't I, I don't know what this is like, but I'm learning um, and I can't I, I haven't felt the pain that you all have been through. So let's let the ladies get through um, before we cut in uh, for the men, because this is uh, this is uh, this is important conversation. And there's some young women in this Facebook room and in this room that need to hear these stories because um, and, and not not just stories, but need to hear these real life events so that they can make a rational decision when they are put in a similar situation and know that they need to use their voice to speak up. Um, so, Rachel, why don't you go and then if the ladies need to do another round, please do. But Rachel, you're up. Thank you guys so much. So as a medical professor, I'm listening to um, a lot of these stories and um, it's not new. Um, one of the things that I must, must, must strongly emphasize is advocate. You must speak up. You must speak up and speak out. Um, the belief is that as black people, we don't experience pain as our counterpart white people do, right? We don't have the same pain tolerances, actually way higher. I, I'm a nurse, I've been a nurse for over 20 years, right? And this is what I see, we don't speak up, we take the word for what it is and that's that. Um, I'm listening to the young lady with the back surgery um, and with the postpartum. One of the things that they don't tell you as black people you must pick up on your vitamin D. They give you that folic acid as your prenatal pills, which brings down your vitamin D, which brings on postpartum depression, okay? So prenatal pills is good, but intake of vitamin D is essential for us as melanated people. This is just medically speaking. So if you suffer from any type of postpartum, vitamin D in sun is your cure right with the young lady that said that at five centimeters she had to get an epidural anything after eight you will not get an epidural because the medicine itself is dangerous for the child right so they won't do it right so and then if an epidural is not what you want then an epidural is what you should not get again speaking up and speaking out i'm a mother of six i had all six of my children naturally Right? Whether I was in the hospital or not, it was done my way, right? Because you're not going to take control of my body. I had a 10-pound, 5-ounce baby, and then I had a 14-pound baby. All done naturally. We have to do our research on what they say is wrong with us, and then get opinion after opinion after opinion. And then, once you do that, try the traditional route. Herbs, vitamins, is mostly our cure. Our DNA is not set up like their DNA. So we should not honestly take the routes that they want because it's all about, as I heard somebody said, the money. C-sections are $40,000 at best. $40,000 at best. If you have Medicaid, they get in that plus. Every pad that you use is $25. 
So the poorer you are, the richer it makes the hospital. Does that make sense? I hope it does. If you have insurance that you pay through your job, they don't get as much money. There's a young lady that said that she got her tubes tied at 22. I would love to know what state that that was in because the age is 25. Yes, ma'am, Maryland. It was in Maryland. Mm, right, see, so what mm. doctor was that that allowed you to do it under the age of 25? Mm. Yeah, I thought I was their um, extreme uh, duress because I was a single mom and that didn't tie my tubes. I don't know that I thought I would make it, so she tied it. Did you see a therapist? But they did not um, offer me, they didn't give me referrals to psychologists or nothing. They're just like, okay, well, you want them to Did a social worker come up? No, no. Right, right, right. In certain states, the statute of limitation varies from two years, depending on the type of medical malpractice that you're going to go through, right? I lost my oldest daughter due to medical malpractice. Uh, did I sue? Yes. Did I sue for money? No. What I want is your license. I don't want your money. I want your license. So that's what I got. So this particular doctor in Commonwealth, which I believe Maryland is Commonwealth. Is that right? Not sure because I'm not from Maryland. I'm originally from Chicago, so I had only been there um, a few years. I don't think Maryland is a Commonwealth. Is a Commonwealth. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe Pennsylvania it is. is Commonwealth. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do know the limitations varies from Commonwealth to non-Commonwealth, depending on the type of medical malpractice. If it has to do with death, it is extended. So, again, research, 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 information that is not readily available to our white counterparts. They, they have it, but we don't. We have to research on what they do. There is never a surgery that can cure a back problem. Let's just be clear. There's never a surgery that will ever fix it. Just like carpal tunnel, there's never a surgery that will fix it. All it will do is heighten more pain. But they don't tell you that. You can't fix your back through surgery. That takes vitamins and stretching and movement. That's the only way to fix it. So, certain surgeries do your research um, and just don't get them because it's not for us there's no fix it's only profit for the hospital there's no fix for us that's all I really wanted to say you know what I did after you know the procedure that's when I started doing all of my research that's when I found that 75% of people that have back surgeries do not get healed they wind up having what I have, what called diagnosis of failed back syndrome. So they had a nerve to give it a name. Okay? That's what it is. It doesn't fix. You are correct. It does not fix. It makes you worse over the years. It starts damaging your nerves, your sciatica. Everything below gets damaged. It's only for money. It's only for money. And then after that, they know that you're going to forever be a pain patient stuck on opiate drugs for the rest of your life. 
Mm. I take enough opiate drugs <clears throat> that the average drug user probably be strung out on. I ain't never even get high off of it. Because that's how much pain I have in my body. Mm. Can I just say something right quick to that? Um, say something in response to that, Dayla. Yes. Um, I have sciatica, sciatica nerve damage and femoral nerve damage. That was a part of the my disability percentage from the military. And when I first heard that Qigong um, helped heal, um, who was that? Martial artist um, Jet Li, I think was his name. Uh, there's a martial artist. Yeah, it was Jet Li. Um, that healed himself. Jet Li, yeah. yeah, he healed himself of his sciatic nerve pain through Qigong. And it was a form of it, um, a similar form of it, um, Qigong. And when I heard that, I was like, that's crazy, you know? Yeah, whatever. And when I actually started doing the exercises, I was just like, yeah, whatever. But I, I was in a school for an oriental healing arts school and um those were one of the modalities that i learned and when i did it for the entire year uh, my whole back is now i feel totally healed i feel young again and i'm already young but my back i felt like an old lady <laughs> like an old lady seriously i was in a lot of chronic pain um, the military, uh, you know, they, I, I do get other uh, forms of treatment like chiropractic, uh, uh, chiropractic care, uh, acupuncture, uh, physical therapy, stuff like that to help me regain that strength. So, um, but the qigong, out of everything that I've received, the qigong is what actually changed my body. But um, if I wish you could have gotten that before the surgery. I wish you would have known about it, you know. And, and for anyone else in the room that don't that has back pain from giving birth, Qigong is something that's proven effective. And um, it may seem weird at first, but with controlled breathing and, you know, and doing the movements, it definitely will change you from the inside out. Is, is it too late now? I would say no. I mean, of course. I mean, anything is beneficial. It's, it's a beneficial exercise, and it's something that the elders even do in China. They're in the parks, and they 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 do them together. You know, you just change it. Is it a uh, is it something that can be found on? Is it something that can be found online, Brittany? Oh yeah, YouTube. There's plenty of you can find your uh, your favorite uh, video. You know, basically, there's so many, I'm sure. How is, I'm gonna it, look. How is, it, how is it spelled? C-H-I-G-O-N-G? No, it's Q-I. It's Q-I. Qigong. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a a real powerful martial art, brother. It's a truly spiritual, man. Okay. It's actually more spiritual than it is physical. Okay. Gotcha. Yes, that's true. Okay. Cool. If, if you have equipment in your body, I don't suggest. Because you can cause it to dislocate. And travel. Mm. Oh boy, I get you're that. not doing any crazy movements now. No, because I'm I'm willing to try. You're just breathing. Yeah, natural. You know, homothetic. It's nothing that's out of. If an elder, if a ninety year old can do it, or she can do. It. Okay, I'm 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 more for it because I've tried everything else, and every and even now when I go to the doctor, they just wanna. 
keep giving me epidural shots, epidurals. I mean, probably had about 65 epidural shots since I've had this stuff going on with my back. Are they checking your liver and kidney function? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so far, so good. I don't know how, but it is. Anybody else want to add um, to this? Any of the uh, any of the empresses want to add anything more? I thank you so much for sharing. Um, this has been this has been powerful. It's been painful to hear some of it, but it needs to be heard. Um, wealth, what's good, brother? And then, Peace, Theo then Theodore is after you. Peace, family. It's good to be back with the family. I literally just got from off the plane. But um, I first off, let me say, um, you know, I, I, I want to reiterate. I'm sorry that the sisters had to go through that. You know what I mean? Um, I'm, I'm really sorry that you you had to experience that pain. Um, I, I want to share. I want to share uh, me and my wife's story. Uh, we got four kids too, and um, advocacy having someone there with you in the hospital that can speak on on your behalf you know you share your wishes and expectations before you go in there um definitely is 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 is, is a strong tool uh when you when you go when you go in for any kind of procedure but um me and my wife had our first child um back in back in 2004 and um i was in the military then right in, 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 in um, Kentucky borderline Tennessee and um, I remember my wife's water broke like 1.30 in the morning 1, 1.30 in the morning and we went into the hospital on bay on post and um, our, our, her water was already broken from the time she was home right but when we got there they gave her an epidural and she was in labor Cause you know when the water broke, the labor started. You know what I mean. And she was in labor from like one thirty in the morning. Didn't push my son out till about four thirty in the afternoon, right? Mm -hmm. And and that epidural slows down your ability to push, right? It weakens those muscles, right? So her her labor probably shouldn't have been half of that long, um, but it was, you know. The good thing about, the, I mean, the, the one good thing about it is that I was able to, me and the family were able to stay in the room the whole time. And then they made accommodations for the father to stay. As long as the mother was there, the father could be there, you know, throughout the whole experience um, until she left the hospital. So I stayed the whole time. Um, now, our second child, my daughter, was a few years later in, in like 2008. And that was in New York. And um uh, the experience was completely different. It was like a, it was like being in a hostile environment. Um, the doctor that that she was seeing um, wasn't there because she 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 started to have the labor pains early, and uh, there was probably just like Braxton Hicks or whatever. But when we got to the hospital, um, the doctor wasn't there. The doctor was, um, I think, the doctor was out of town or something because you know it was it happened a little bit early, and they convinced us to induce. Right with with pitocin, okay. And my wife tells me to this day that that was the most painful birth she ever gave. Right, it was extremely painful for her, and um, she also had an epidural that time too. And since because of that epidural, she developed 
like sciatica like crazy afterwards and um the postpartum was crazy after that too um and 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 that hospital they you know they um we 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 just knew something wasn't right because number one they kicked me out uh, a couple hours after the baby came after my daughter came and it's like oh you can't spend the night you can't be here and i'm like what and i protested and they called security you know what i mean tell me they was gonna call the cops and i had to leave so um i had to leave and come back early the next morning um and she said that that whole night they 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 refused to like change her, her pads and stuff like that like they only gave her like one and, and she was bleeding a lot and it was it was a very traumatic experience for her um <clears throat> when we got to our third child um we, we 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 by the end we had started to wake we started to wake up like we started to get woke and, and question like what these white lab coats is telling us. And I remember we was going to prenatal visits and this this, this Jewish um, doctor came in and, and she was like, she was asking my wife, you know, we was like, you know, we're not taking the prenatals this time, none of that. And um, we was she was going to get those vitamins from diet because we started looking at it like, wait, black women been on the planet for a million years and, 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 and <laughs> You know, they didn't need vitamins in capsule form. You know, diet was where it was at. So we, we looked up. We looked up, you know, we got a powerful tool called the internet. So we looked up where you could get, like, the the folic acid and all this other stuff that, that's in those prenatals. And she changed her diet. So I remember we was at the, we was at this one appointment, and the doctor was like, hey, you taking your prenatal vitamins? And my wife said, no. So this, this doctor, she started, like, trying to, like, talk crazy to us you know what i mean like she was like oh you know you're putting the baby in danger so my wife she kept it calm she was like um so what are you saying that i can't get the same nutrients from from diet and the doctor said no you can't and that was the last time we ever saw that doctor because we walked the hell out it's like kiss my ass like you can't you can't be my doctor right and i'm glad it happened that way because then we started looking into alternatives and we found out about birthing centers Right, which is just like uh, where you can have the baby naturally, you know what I mean, and it's it's not like in a hospital setting. And, and um, our third, child, my son, we we had we had him in uh, the birthing center, and 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 she gave birth inside of like a, a pool, right? And that was it was it was it was like she she told me like the the. the it wasn't like the sister said it wasn't a lot of pain involved it was natural gravity took hold and he came out and the placenta stayed attached until it stopped beating because the placenta got a heartbeat to it right so the placenta was laid next to her um and 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 and, and my son was laid on, on her skin to skin you know what i mean and and they stayed there and i was right there with them and that placenta kept on beating until it stopped right so there's a lot of nutrients in that placenta that, that helps the development of your child. And this is why they be in a rush to cut that cord, right? Because they don't want those nutrients that, that that's designed by nature to finish the, the, you know, that process of bringing that child into the world, you know? Um, and and uh, we were able to leave with the placenta, you know what I mean, afterwards. Um, my, my actually one of my one of my older kids actually was able to, to cut the placenta and that that strengthened bonds like crazy. The whole experience was just it was a bonding experience. So the, on our last child, we actually um, got a doula and a midwife and had our last child in our house in the bedroom. And that was by far the best experience ever. 
and my wife gave birth to my daughter on 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 all fours in our bedroom right because that was the most the, the doula you know and, and the midwife they're encouraging her to get in a position that feels comfortable for you and for my wife it was like on all fours you know that was the most comfortable position and she gave birth and it was it was just like it was the most natural thing it didn't she didn't experience a lot of pain um and and my last two children who were born naturally and and you know they had that placenta attached until it stopped beating and stuff like that their development is so is, is so incredible to, to us we, we stop calling it incredible but it's incredible because we we've 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 we we think that the what they do to us is normal so we think that the way our children develop is normal way and and then when you see a normal birth and a normal child develop you think that they're abnormally advanced but that's the way we're supposed to be and my last two had no vaccines you know no no no, 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 um, no, uh, uh, what you call it, uh, the thing that goes in the back, you know what I mean, for the pain. I just said it a while ago, but like, she didn't have any of that. Epidural, right? She didn't have any of that. And those two children are healthy. I don't even think they ever been sick once in their life, right? Like, this is, this is, this is the difference. And we can see a market, a, a very, a very obvious difference in their developmental growth. Like some of the stuff my one-year-old says is just blows our one and three. Like their their ability to conceptualize and 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 and, and, and verbalize thoughts and expression and how quick they pick up on things. It's amazing to watch. You know what I mean? So I just want to let the sisters know. I, you know, like listen, we have options, and 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 oftentimes when we go to these places where where you got Caucasians uh, running the show, they're not going to tell you what's in our best interest. Like like many people said already, that they they're interested in making the most money, and then right afterwards, they they like as you laying as the as as, as the queen is laying, they're talking about birth control, right? So so you know we we gotta we gotta understand that that's 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 not that's that's not a friendly environment for us. Right. It's just, it really isn't. And and the doula was black. The midwife was black. And it, it, it was just it was it was it was a more uh, uh, it was a bonding, the bonding factor of, of of that experience was 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 so it was, was so magnificent, man. That's for lack of a better word. It's bigger than that. But it was so magnificent. And she didn't have postpartum or any of that with with the with the two natural births. You know, um, like the sister said, got out into the sun, taking the morning walks and getting that vitamin D. You know, my in case you, yeah, and I, I want to mention this, I'm going to stop. With the two natural births, my wife got up and walked. And and, and for, for the birthing center, she got up and left like two hours after, two, two, three hours after birth. You know I mean, they tell you, they try to keep you in the hospital when you go to the hospital for days, right? She got up and walked two, two, three hours after birth. And same thing when, when we, we had the last child at home. You know, after about an hour or two, my wife was able to get up and walk. Right? And it's encouraged. You know what I mean? So, you know, I just want to put that out there because a lot of times we, we just don't have the information. So I just want to share that information with, you know, to hopefully, you know, um, you know, you can make better decisions, you know, and not have to go through the pain and the suffering, you know. Thanks uh, well for that. Uh, Leticia, you've entered. Uh, I appreciate you well for sharing that. Uh, Leticia, uh, we want to make sure we get the ladies um, 
because they they are the ones really going through the pain. Um, go ahead, Empress, and then we'll get to STS. Peace, God. Peace, God. Uh, goddesses, thank y'all for sharing. Uh, it's been it's been really uh, enlightening, but I do unfortunately know those stories firsthand, and and from being in the medical field myself. Um. The reason I came on, because it, it was laid on my heart, if I were my 18-year-old self, what would I tell myself? And so what I would say to anyone listening is, uh, is to try to stay out of the hospital in the first place. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's a money racket and that's what it is. There are some, some who want it, they're, they're dedicated, but it's, it's far and few between anymore today. And it was never really that way for, for our people. So just know that, uh, if you can stay out of the hospital, for one, do that. Try to find a way to get your insurance to cover you to have a doula. I don't know if Wealth has information on that or or uh, even Brittany. Um, those are fascinating stories, by the way. Um, but yeah, stay out of the hospitals if you can at, at all costs. Um, the other thing is the VAs, unfortunately, if you if you don't have to go there, don't go to the VA hospitals. A lot of those doctors are what we call second chance doctors. Mm. Just to add real quick, the, the, the insurance did cover the doula and the midwife. They did. They, they abs- we absolutely used the insurance both times the doula and the midwife that's what's up so back when I was uh, having children um, I I ended up unfortunately uh, having to utilize the government services so my children they didn't allow us to use and that's good to hear that though well that um, and and more than likely was private insurance um, the first time, the first time, uh, the first time we did the birthing center, it was, um, it was, uh, it was, it was regular, uh, what you call it, um, Med- Medicaid. Second time it was private insurance, but they both okay. covered, they both covered. Okay. And That's they don't awesome. let us tell you no, because they, they, you know, yeah. they won't try to practice, you know, racism. Right. They tell you no. And you got to call up insurance company and, and ask directly. Don't let the doctors tell you no. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, so if, if you don't have to be um, in the hospital, just stay out of the hospital. Um, try try to holistically uh, take care of yourself and to find herbal methods and remedies that work for you and and uh, wean yourself off of the, the pharmaceutical drugs that they they try to keep us on for the rest of our lives 
you're you're just a money you're just a money maker for them and that's that's what all i wanted to say and share it's not all gloom and doom there's there are ways that we can help ourselves with herbs thanks for sharing that uh, uh leticia appreciate that um yeah we're 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 in alignment stay out of the hospital <laughs> that that's the key right there like it's a death trap um and what's interesting uh i heard somebody talk about uh over here on facebook and i appreciate the comment they said this is what in integration got us and i don't know if you know how true that statement is but prior to integration there were 126 different black hospitals throughout the country when integration hit today i think there's two left i believe one is in st louis and one is in cali so um yeah you're right that's what integration got us um keeping in line with with keeping the empresses uh courtney you stepped up and then sts uh we're going to get to you too family uh courtney did you have anything you wanted to add um yes i did actually had a question i think this is a beautiful space to hold in a great conversation and um, i don't have any children yet however i'm I guess pre-planning because I don't want to have yeah. But anyways, but I was wondering if anyone had any experiences with lotus births and just not vaccinating their children and kind of like what the process was and what to expect because I I do work in a pediatric hospital and a lot of nurses here have recently had kids but obviously they're going their route. Obviously they're going what, Courtney? I didn't hear that last part. Oh they're going their route you know they're going with the got with you. the got you got you i don't know if anybody in the room is familiar maybe wealth is probably the closest one that might be familiar you said a lotus birth um i'm, I'm not familiar with the terminology of lotus birth um i i, I probably it's probably referring to like a, a position i'm not sure but I, uh, I, I, uh, the lotus birth is yes, where yes. you where you keep the um, placenta attached for like five to ten days um, until it naturally just uh, dries off and breaks off the baby itself. Oh, okay. I, I, we have heard of that. We have heard of that. And uh, I guess the progression of learning. I'm th I want to thank you, Courtney, for sharing that. Because um, should we have another one, then that 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 would be the next progression, would to let that placenta just stay on until it it, it naturally just breaks off by itself. Um, your kid, did you eventually get them vaccinated? Unfortunately, the, the 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 two younger ones, no, we did not. We they they have gotten none of them, not one. And and we and we will we will not endorse that effort. Yeah, and it's important. And it's they, important, Courtney. Um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, are, are they of like school age? Like, because I I not that I don't fear my kids not being able to go to school, but I also know that they'll try to throw loops so your kids can't go to. School. Uh, I'm glad you, you mentioned that, um, so Queen. Um, that that's that's one of the, the the traps that they lay for us our dependence on their systems and when when me and my wife we just started 
we 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 started putting the pieces together and we we started homeschooling our children five years ago and 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 you know there were a lot of things that that led up to that um the major thing is that they were trying to tell me that my oldest son who we knew was brilliant in his they tried to say that he was uh he needed special ed and all this stuff and when we got and he started to get depressed in school this is like in single digits he started to get show signs of depression in school because they they target when we when we have brilliant young black children in school they will target them for emotional abuse non-stop emotional abuse and then try to tell you that their reaction to that abuse is the is the birth of the problem and it and and we rejected that idea and we 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 fought we fought them we fought i mean literally like we, there was times we was in the principal's office and they was like we gonna call the police and we was like well call them motherfuckers because we gonna tear everything up you know what i mean and and then we just realized you know what we need to stop fighting for a seat at their table and we, we that's what pushed us towards moving to looking into homeschool and homeschooling um is not as complicated as they make us think it is right um your children will learn more in three hours of homeschool than they would in a in a five day school week in a public school. Um, that's that's just that's that's factual. So right now, we, we our our children are actually way more advanced in their grade levels. Right, way more advanced in their grade levels. My oldest is sixteen, and he's already working on college level stuff. You know what I mean? Like he. Like he's done with all the, the, the high school stuff, and, and and we were able because it's homeschool, we're able to integrate um, our own on top of the academic stuff, you know, the, the traditional academic stuff. We're also able to teach him our history from our perspective and teach him things that empower him uh, as, as, as 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 and all of our children as 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 black children. You know, teach them that pride that they they strip away from them in those public school systems. Right. So, you know, definitely it is possible. We know it's possible because we respect the degree that an adult will get online the same way we respect the degree if you went to the actual school. So children are way more advanced in using electronics. We know that than we are. You know what I mean? So they their systems, um, time for learning is one of them. You know, and I don't get paid for mentioning that, but it's an online program where you can sign up for it. I believe it's free. Um, and, and they actually... Uh, grade by grade, they have a, a curriculum and they can move at their own pace. So, you know, instead of being in a classroom where where the smartest kid got to wait on the, the, the you know, the kid that's, that's not catching on as fast, they got to wait till that kid catches up until they can move on. That's going to cause extreme boredom. And then if you're bored, you're going to look for other things to get into and then they're going to call that ADHD. Okay. But when, when you're doing this at home, right, you're moving that their pace and our children move fast right and 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 they'll they'll move through that stuff and and listen after that that three hours of homeschooling sometimes maybe four hours listen now they have way more time to socialize way more time to 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 be children and believe it or not something that they don't tell you even though you're homeschooling your children they can still access these 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 after school public programs like 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 all the all the uh the camps and the and the and the and the and the, and the, and the, and the like the sports programs and stuff like that they can still access those things so they still get to socialize way more than they would in school when they used to come home from school the teacher didn't really deliver they didn't teach them they didn't educate them anything they just i don't know what the hell they was doing but they would come home and then we would have to teach what they were supposed to learn which would probably take up they get home at what 
three o'clock, four o'clock, and then we we spend probably till like seven o'clock going through the the work that they didn't learn in school, and then finishing up the homework, and then you know they they, they and then they what they got like an hour maybe, and then they got a shower and get ready for bed. Children get depressed on that schedule. An adult couldn't sustain that schedule without getting depressed, right? Because it's like it's like slavery. You know, you get no time to be to, 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 to explore the beauty of life, to be children. Right. So homeschooling emotionally, um, uh, uh, academically, it's just it's way more beneficial for our children. Thanks for that. Well, yeah, go ahead. Della. Um, children that are homeschooled, they go to the best colleges. They are better educated. And they do well. Now, the public school, which is tied up with special ed, the special ed classes have to have so many kids referred to them. So that once they're referred to them, they could be referred to the doctors outside to start medicating them. Mm. This system is all connected, okay? And if they too out of hand, a lot of the special ed kids, too, because I used to be a foster mother. Every child, I fostered over 17 kids, and I used to always want to take it teenagers. Every child that came into my home was on medication. Every child. The majority of them did not need the medication. So the longer they stayed in my home, I got them off that medication. Mm. I mean, they would have them taking all type of medications. All of these systems are connected. So when you have a child in the school system, don't expect too much out of it. And I, I'm trying to right now, and this into this conversation, I might change my not-for-profit over a little bit more. Two reasons from what I heard in this, this conversation tonight. How many mothers do not know that they can take their Medicaid card and have a doula. They don't even have to go into the hospital. I did not even know that. Of course, the doctors aren't going to tell you that. Mm. And about the children, I'm going to see, I'm going to see if I can try to change my whole website over to try to inspire more mothers. Since the, since the pandemic, and most of these kids have been home, if you can do it, if you don't have to work outside your home, and you can tolerate your children, they will have a better education if you homeschool them. And then on the weekends, you can socialize them. If they go on some of the trips to school, they can still attend some new, take them to the museums. You can do anything with them, but they go to the best colleges. Homeschool kids. They can still take the state exams and everything that doesn't exempt them. But we gotta do better. We 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 talking about a lot of this stuff, and we have to get our minds together to collaborate enough to have a better generation. I'm, I'm going into the boomer stage, you know. But I do have grandkids. My youngest son is 15. He goes to a, goes to a Catholic school. Most of my kids are adults, grown adults. But the young right now, the public school systems is the worst. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I, re I regress. Thank you. 
Thank you, Empress. Um, appreciate that. Uh, did you have anything else, Courtney, that you wanted to add, or Leticia? I know that was all. No. Okay. Thank you, God. Thank you. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is uh, and thank you, uh, Wealth, for pinning that over on Facebook so that people have access. Um, if there's nothing else, I'm gonna get ready to get off here. Uh, it has been extensive. We've been on for uh, two and a half hours, uh, so um, this was a this was thank thank you, Kareen, because you brought it up. It was a well needed conversation, um, and uh, we need more of these real conversations, substantive. Um, a lot learned. Um, I don't have children, so I learned a lot. In the event. <laughs> probably won't happen but in the event that it did I, I know exactly what the fuck I'm doing now um, Crocker's got nothing coming with me <laughs> nothing absolutely nada so um, I appreciate this conversation I appreciate the wealth of knowledge um, that you all shared and I appreciate your stories I, I'm, I'm just uh, we just got to do better man at protecting our people we have to do better at standing up for our black women um, as black men. And again, um, code of conduct, the brother brought, talked about code of conduct and, and, and consequences for actions. Uh, black men, man, look, do your woman's feet. Do your woman's feet. And if you can do her nails, do her nails too so she can stay out of them goddamn Asian shops. Do, do do the feet, man. Just do it. Just do it, man. Just pick, make that a part of your regular regime and keep her up out of the Asian shop. As a matter of fact, you should be checking her that she shouldn't be going there. But if you're going to check her that she shouldn't be going there, then you have to give her an alternative. Um, but we got to keep our people out of, out, of, out of the lion's den. Or the hyena's den, I should say, because we are the lions. So with that said, I'm going to get ready to get up out of here. Um, D, thank you. Uh, wealth, Brittany, thank you, Conscious, Kareem, Dylan, uh, Rachel, Leticia, um, Empress Leticia, you, 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 you solid, <laughs> you solid, you know, Empress Leticia is part of my unity work. Hey, good night, everyone. Yeah. Thank you. We're out. I love you all. And thank you. And we also much love, family. and life. Yes. Yeah, I appreciate all the queens being so transparent and, and being willing to share y'all stories like that. You know what I'm saying? I really, I really, uh, I really felt for y'all, and um, you know, much love to the family. Uh, I'll catch y'all later. Peace, love, and love. Yeah, thank you, thank you, to the queens for real. Peace up. Yeah, peace and love, Daryl. Peace, love, and life. Facebook. We are out. Till next time. Substantive conversation.